Hey everybody, welcome to Wittenberg Radio. Oh, hello everyone, welcome to Wittenberg Radio, that's usually what I say. I need to keep None things high formal. Hey, hey everybody, hey, hey everyone. No, we need to keep this formal and consistent. This is a campus podcast, we are not dicking around. There's a lot of gravitas. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. We, uh, yeah, welcome here. This is a serious business. Wittenberg Radio for Thursday, February 12th. Dan and I are happy to have you here with us. Yeah, I'm Daniel. This anonymous voice that you've been curious about. Yeah. Who was that guy? And where was he last week? Or was it the week before? There was one. It was the week before, wasn't it? Was it was the week before. Yeah. Um, well, we're glad to have you back, even though you were here the whole time. Nolan is not here with us today. He's currently writing a test. He's so a busy man being studious. Being busy. So we wish him all the best. And if you see him in the hall later, you can ask him, Hey, Nolan, how'd your test go? But you've got to catch him before uh, Friday night, because next week's reading week and his band is going on tour. Brandon, Saskatoon, Calgary. All the hot spots. Home again. There and back in three days or something. Isn't that... Uh, what's, what, there and, that's the name there of and back again The Hobbit. Yeah, that's right. That's right. There and back again. The pocket change. Tail. Yes. But they need their van fixed, so... Mm. I don't know if you saw this on Facebook, Chris, but yeah, to po- go on, pony up some bucks. They go on tour. They're having some sweet deals on merch and uh, and their newly released CD mm-hmm. that I helped produce. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dan, Dan's name's on there, inside cover, bottom left corner. Take a peek. It's true, fact. Uh, yeah. So if you want some sweet pocket change merch, uh, and but and you also want to help a good cause, or you just want to do a good cause and. And then and the merch is an merch. unexpected bonus. The, the good cause, by the way, is that this band who wants to go on tour uh, needs a van to drive, and uh, their van is currently undrivable. So they'll figure it out, but they're looking for help. Help the band get a van. Help the band van. Band man van. Man. <sighs> it's been one of those weeks. Yep. <laughs> that I just uh, take a time, take a minute to sit, whether I'm in a studio with a mic in front of my face or not. And uh, can't help but to not think clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can only do so much thinking. This, the thing I find, I found, I've, I have a pretty heavy like reading schedule this, mm, yes, this semester. Yes, you do, and I've been thoroughly impressed at how well you've kept up with it. Uh, me too. Yeah, I'm, I way. can't believe it myself. I'm proud of you. I'm in this rhythm now of just like reading, and then, and then like brief periods in between reading of just like utter like mindless brain function so how how do you set aside periods of time in the day for reading like do you break it down into 45 minute to an hour it's just life like okay so i'll go like tonight well tonight not tonight tonight i have a class but tomorrow night i have a class that ends at 5 15 yeah so i'll go home and i'll eat food and and like you know check the facebooks and whatever do those life things. Get do those life things. Get those out of the way, and then I'll just sit down, park my ass on the couch, from s- about seven to probably like ten thirty, mm-hmm. and alternate like having my face in a book, and then I'll, you know, every chapter or two chapters, I'll check my phone, look at the Twitter, stare at some bikes on Instagram, yeah, <laughs> and then go back to reading. Have a drink and go back to reading. Yeah. Wow. It's just that's just life. Yeah. yeah. This no, is like that's... not like I have other stuff to do. Like my jobs are all here Mm -hmm. uh and so i just need to go to class go to work and then read yeah no that's impressive so i don't know good for you it's just like a way of being park your Uh, ass on the couch and read 
what we're going to talk about today, the, or uh, part of what we're going to talk about today, we might I think go Dan's actually going to do most of the talking because I'm not sure where he's going with this. Well, I'm going ex- to I'm going to explain something to you, to Chris, and then I want you to to react. We haven't done okay. this in a while. We're a Wittenberg reacts. Should we do a, a throwback practice, to last year? Practice reaction. Practice reaction. Okay, knock let's... knock joke or peekaboo or something. Oh, let's just like workshop some emotions here. So let's try like happy. <laughs> That's great. Now confused. What? Now sad. Oh. Now confused again. What? All right. I think we're Good. pretty prime. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Chris apparently hasn't heard about the uh, Brian Williams scandal. I don't know who Brian Williams is. Okay. Now, I may have heard about the scandal and just not associated this situation to the name. But Brian Williams this might, this uh, won't come up until is, I is two guys, but we're going to talk about the one. The well, one Brian what? Williams is the Canadian Brian Williams, okay. who is uh, a longstanding um, commentator slash host of the Olympic broadcast on CBC, now CTV. You may know him by Brian Williams. Okay. You know I know him. That's not yeah. the guy we're talking about. Forget oh. him. Okay. I knew it was a familiar name. Uh, other Brian Williams we're talking about is the nightly news uh, broadcaster host of NBC Nightly News. Okay. Uh, and he has suspended himself from air for several days. I forget if there's been an official time limit put on it. Okay. For... Uh, essentially lying about something that happened to him while he was covering the Iraq war. Interesting. Uh, and so what the story is, is that... Interesting to me, primarily, that he has suspended himself. Right. And that's part of the interesting thing, and, and like a bunch of people are outraged about this, and so it's interesting to... Okay. To kind of like see the follow But it's also just interesting from like a journalism ethics... Yeah, so it's kind of, kind of like a self-policing, like... I did a bad thing. I didn't get caught for it. I'm going to own up to it and punish. And, and like, instead of having someone inflict consequences on me, I'm going to do this to myself. Kind of like a, I'm going to take the high road and do the right thing. That's my understanding. Okay. Who knows, like, what's going on behind the scenes of right. someone saying, some PR person saying, oh, you got to get, get ahead of this. Get yourself off the air. Um, or something. Anyway, so what What the, the issue, the story that he allegedly lied about or that he said he lied about is when he was covering the iraq war he was in a helicopter mm-hmm. flying somewhere in a convoy of helicopters flying somewhere and he said that his helicopter was forced to emergency land because it was hit by rocket propelled grenades okay crazy. Um, and so then yeah and, and so he told this as if it was a first-hand experience of something that happened to him mm-hmm. when apparently the truth is that it was not his helicopter so much as the helicopter in front of him and so now the kind of the fallout of this is he's been accused of like uh kind of cultivating like false glory false honor in that he he is not he did not have this heroic experience he watched it happen but he said as if it happened to him and there's apparently also been other instances where when he was covering um hurricane katrina i believe in new orleans he said that he saw bodies floating in the waters near where he was staying when everyone knew that he was staying in the French Quarter where allegedly there was not that much flooding. Or certainly mm-hmm. not enough flooding to have bodies, bodies floating. floating in it. Um, okay. Anyways, so this huh. this kind of... I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Like, yeah. should, is it is wow. it that big a deal? Is it's it a huge like... deal. It's, it's a huge deal. This is journalism. People are dependent on accuracy and honesty and transparency um, because... Uh, NBC Nightly News or whatever agency he was working for at the time. Um, and he's still fully employed and he yeah, will oh, return to air. Course, just, this is course. just like a slap on the wrist kind of deal. A self-imposed slap a on slap the wrist. slap on his own wrist. Um, 
people's worldviews are shaped by what they see in the news and their perceptions of him um, are shaped by the ways in which he presents um, the things he's talking about so like Peter Mansbridge didn't get to be a trustworthy voice in most Canadian households just by like making stuff up right but but like maybe who, who knows I'm, I'm just using him as, as an example um, my my question is have our television news personalities ever trustworthy in that you know people talk about like the hate the golden age of television news mm-hmm. back in the 50s and 60s mm-hmm. when it was Walter Cronkite and the Cold War yeah, and he yeah, was yeah, yeah. but like the difference was then is that you couldn't within five seconds instantly verify or yeah. uh, tear apart any story they were saying they could just say whatever and they're you know what they were saying was, was gospel truth as gold um, yeah. and you know they could have done equally just as much BSing as the as uh, you know that Brian as Brian Williams did. And no, so like totally. I, I'm I'm saying like why don't just take a broadcaster's word yeah, as law. No, nor and I think that's right, but I also think that there's uh, a moral ethical um, th- there are a number of natures of the yeah, it's a multifaceted responsibility that is placed on people in the public eye like Brian Williams. Mhm. So, so that was, on his part, irresponsible stewardship of the power that comes with his position mm-hmm. to present himself as tougher, as more heroic, as more experienced, as uh, more credible uh, than he actually was. Um, because it's, 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 uh, it, it's, it's so personality dependent, right? But that's exactly it. Personality dependent. And so... And the personality that he... Um, built for himself the persona on screen was built on false pretenses now right um i guess my point is that like some would argue that that is that is the very nature of upscale or like high profile news journalism nowadays yeah. and so it it is no it's more true. so it's entertainment than anything else yeah it is um, entertainment that involves current events yeah david balza teaches a class uh I don't remember the word for word name of the course, but essentially uh, Christianity in the mass media, which might actually be that. And, and uh, argues in that class that mass media, television media by nature is dishonest be- 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 because of the uh, wide variety of um, means of communication that come through uh, technology and also the speed at which we receive them. There are, there are so many opportunities for biases to uh, infiltrate the message um, it's it's impossible to well we all know this outside of TV too it's impossible to present a non-biased opinion but I think TV is especially but guilty yes of this. TV is especially guilty of this and so yeah absolutely absolutely it's the responsibility of um, viewers to take what they see with a grain of salt and like whatever i was i was in a restaurant the other week and they had some news station on and there was a story about how a family had buried their cat thinking it was dead and it like clawed its way out of the dirt <laughs> in their lawn three days later and it was being hailed as a miracle of jesus god cat. yeah on the news um so like you take this with a grain of salt like okay the cat probably wasn't dead right but um, 
that's that responsibility is placed on the viewer to use their discretion uh, to use their common sense and in the case of a more serious thing on the news to to, to fact check to form your own opinion don't just take what the the face on the screen says at face value um, so yeah uh, I think there is some responsibility on the on what's it what's the name Brian Williams audience to uh, responsibly take his message or to take it well or to verify it or whatever but at the same time uh, that, that, that that places absolutely no lenience on media personalities to assume that they have a little bit of gray area as far as truth is concerned to uh, play with assuming that their audience is going to like go into receiving their message understanding that that's what they're doing yeah so what's so what's this guy doing, Brian Williams? He's off air. How long has he been off air? Um, it's been a few days now. Did someone call him on it? No, he took himself. It was a self reprimand. Wow. Uh, thing. But like I said, who knows? Who knows what's happening? What's happening behind the scenes? Maybe some PR person knows that something it was going to get out in the next few days that he lied about this. Yeah, and so or he, something. So then they told him, you know, take take preemptive measures and. Yeah, or it's like a double whammy PR scheme. Like, oh, I'm going to sound extra tough and experienced. I was on the helicopter that went down over there. Oh, I mean, that. I don't, here's, I, here's a second round double whammy. I'm going to be extra benevolent and honest and actually tell everyone the truth. And I mean, to think that like a PR strategy was like seven years in the making, oh, I feel like it's a little especially, far-fetched. Especially for a news anchor. Is way I feel like far-fetched. Occam's Razor would demand that we yes. not... <laughs> go that far it's a, it's uh it's the brian williams cool guy conspiracy it's probably illuminati in there too <laughs> most definitely i just want to be as sexy as anderson cooper except that now he does. i mean he's pretty close well i actually probably surpasses now that anderson cooper has gone to daytime mom stay-at-home mom talk tv like when anderson cooper was he's in, hitting a very different audience yeah when he was in new orleans i thought he was really badass no, sorry, he did the earthquake in Haiti. Anderson Cooper was on air for like weeks straight in Haiti. I thought he was really badass. I wanted to go into journalism because of him, and now he, whatever. He talks. I mean, it's a better career move for him. Yeah, it's where the money's at. Well, probably. Because you know who's still watching TV is people who who are staying home all day. You know who's not watching TV? Me. Anyone who works. <laughs> yeah, I know. Or like so, yeah, leaves sure. the home to work. Wise career move. Respect way down so maybe brian williams is already up top that's very interesting i'm gonna follow that story now thank you yeah huh have you watched uh better call saul no what's better Call Saul? did you watch breaking bad uh no okay well this will have no relevance to you share share it with me well you know um i've I've watched one i think i watched the breaking bad pilot and was not hooked but I know other people who have also watched the Breaking Bad pilot and not been hooked and then watched like the next episode or right. another random episode or heard some tidbit of information like this and have since become hooked. Yeah. So lay it on me knowing that I have not once yet in my life followed a television show, <laughs> even in one season, episodes in order ever. Wow. So that's lay it incredible. On me. Well, Breaking Bad might be my first. Just to respond to your Breaking Bad pilot theory, I would I would agree that the pilot is definitely not representative, as as with most TV shows, 
the pilot is not representative of the the tone and the feel of the rest of the series mm-hmm. because it has to you know introduce you to all the characters yeah the main characters they need introduce to, the they, premise they, they need to cram more information into that pilot than than necessarily each episode needs to yeah. contain yeah for sure but but better call Saul is a spin-off of breaking bad <coughs> made by the same for real yeah. Wow. Made by okay. the same people, and it, it, there's a there's a character in Breaking Bad. How old is Saul. Better Call Saul? It just aired, started airing two days ago. Okay. There's okay. There's the the pilot was on uh, Tuesday. No, and today's is it, Tuesday. Is it, is it set, <laughs> I mean, yesterday's Tuesday. Is it set to capture as significant an audience as Breaking Bad? Yeah. Tuesday was two days ago, man. Get your Sorry. Shit together. Four days ago. It was aired at first on Sunday. Okay. Yes. And then again last night, which Great. was no, sorry, two nights ago, which was Monday. <laughs> It's a time machine in here, apparently. Time machine. So confusing. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, I I don't think it'll have as well. Breaking Bad didn't really have mass appeal, though. It had it was, it was a cult show. It was. A, I would it, say, but it was a huge cult show. Yeah. Not so much at the time that each season was released, but like toward the end of its span. Yeah. It became very popular with people going back to watch the first few seasons. Yeah, so they could get caught up. With not and like yeah, not to be like hipster gatekeepery, but like the initial following was small, and then yes. once and then once the fifth season hit and everyone realized, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Then then everyone caught it got, up. Yeah, and it was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is great because it's a great show, and yeah, if that's your thing, you should watch it. But anyways, Better Call Saul is a spinoff of Breaking Bad about the origin story of one of the characters Saul Goodman who is kind of their uh the lawyer for the two main characters of of uh Breaking Bad okay and he is a he is a criminal lawyer not a criminal lawyer a criminal lawyer gotcha and this and this uh Better Call Saul show is uh telling the story of how he got to where he was when we met him in yeah Breaking Bad and I watched I've watched the the pilot last night how how did how amazing how, how was his character introduced to Breaking Bad? How was he introduced to Breaking Bad? Yeah. Well, uh, like, was there some mystique about this Saul Goodman character? Well, yeah, he, he in a show that was very dark, he was definitely a consistent ray of sunshine. Okay. And it, it's played by uh, Bob Odenkirk yep. of of Seinfeld fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And among other things, Mr. Show. I don't know. People know who Bob Wait, Odenkirk who's, is. Which character did he play in Seinfeld? He was um, he was a dentist who dated Elaine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, that's Brian Cranston who did that. Uh, but he was in. Who was he in Seinfeld? He was also in Seinfeld. I can't remember okay. who he was. Though. Sure, a familiar uh, face, no doubt. Half of Breaking Bad used to be on Seinfeld. Anyways, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, Total yeah. side note, but the most lame comedy I've seen in a, in a little while is Jerry Seinfeld getting coffee in cars with comedians or something. You don't like that? No, I don't like it. I watched the episode with Fred Armisen. Okay. And I thought that was interesting mostly because I'm into Portlandia. Okay. But yeah, the premise is kind of dumb. Or like, that's that's not his forte. No. He should kind of stick to rolling into Seinfeld dollars and <laughs> do a anyway, stand-up tour sorry. once in a while. Yeah. But Saul yeah, the, the, this character of Saul Goodman, he's just, you know, he's he's one of those lawyers and he he's working for the, the bad guys who are really the good guys because we were rooting for them. But that's, anyways... And the, the anti-hero he's, he's working for the anti-hero yeah. and he knows all the tricks of how to like work the legal system and he also has all the he's got the funny one-liners when he's dealing with the cops and yeah you know even when he, he's cracking jokes even when he's got a gun shoved in his face and stuff and it's just like you know you want to know like how did this guy get to be like this yeah totally so they left that door open from the beginning intentionally 
possibly. No, actually, this this show started as a joke. Um, oh, really? Or like someone someone made a joke of like, oh, what could we do Breaking Bad spinoffs? Like, we could do a show about Saul Goodwin, Better Call Saul. And, and then and then it became a reality. Okay, cool. So, what do you think? You've seen two episodes now. I saw the pilot. The pilot in the first. Yeah, the pilot was like a double episode kind of deal. Okay. But anyways, it's it's amazing. I would I would recommend anyone who loves Breaking Bad will love Better Call Saul. And it the pilot was less definitely less dark. It's it has elements of the same tone of Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. It's definitely less dark, and like I feel like there'll be less. Uh, bodies in various states of whatever though uh, i won't spoil anything don't spoil it's new. It. but anyways it'll be a lot less disturbing okay and a lot Crazy. more funny but definitely still on the darker side of comedy okay because of the nature of what he's doing and there's also like right off the hop there's like all these like questions and like conspiracy things that you just like oh you want to know like how is it gonna what what is this how is it gonna turn out how does huh. it because you know where how it ends yeah that's and you, true and you know how that's it, the interesting thing about about coming up with a prequel after uh the main idea because it's one of the rare, rare occasions where you're experiencing a story that you know exactly how it ends and the the, the uh, suspense is not in how it ends but how it gets there so like do you have any like you have no inkling of what's going to happen i mean i have ideas uh part of part of the, the but pilot like, but is setting like, up this like he but not so much of an idea that it's not worth watching no absolutely not because it's all it's all the interesting parts here like the ending yeah. there's uh, I've read articles saying how like people who are always concerned about spoilers and, I, and apparently spoilers don't actually diminish your enjoyment of something. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. They I like they they got uh, people to read like short novels um, that are like fairly popular and like good novels, and then half the group they told the they told the ending two and a half they didn't and then they got them to rate their enjoyment somehow and yeah. they found that there was no difference hmm. or like there was no significant difference between people who knew the ending and people who didn't okay interesting anyway so even even though i know how how it's going to end in like where it picks up where breaking bad leaves off and and i know how it ends at the end of breaking bad too because he's he's a character throughout the entire series yeah yeah it's still just like I want to know. I want to know about this oh, guy. Man. I want to know how he gets there. This is intriguing. See, see, I think part of the part of what has been a barrier for me to jumping on a bandwagon of a TV show is that is that unless you're invested from the beginning, the only way that these things come onto your radar is when they gather a cult following, which only happens like for Breaking Bad, come like the fifth season. Mm-hmm. At which point, catching up five seasons of television is just an overwhelming thought, and I don't even bother trying. So maybe. So you they, get you get overwhelmed well, by it per, rather perhaps, than rather than saying perhaps overwhelming. Look at all this enjoyable content that I have ahead of me. Perhaps overwhelmed isn't the right word. It's like, oh man, that's a lot of time. I don't have time for that. I'm not gonna try. And I also, I I, I think in the last few years of watching significantly less TV by not having one. Um, means that I like get less enjoyment out of it now than I used to. Hmm. Like like that is not a way that I am acclimatized to being entertained. Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, used to definitely could have said a few years ago that I enjoyed watching TV. Um, but uh, I'm I'm not sure that I could say that anymore. But I would I would have to try. Hmm. Anyway, you've intrigued me about Better Call Saul. Yeah, is it? Would it be interesting to me even if I haven't seen Breaking Bad? I think so. 
on a on a different level because they they, they just, like you know that might be the true test of of the of the quality of this TV show because if this story can stand by itself, they do set it up in a way where you just have if even if you just know that like there's this guy. Uh, and he's the lawyer in the Breaking Bad show, and you know basically what Breaking Bad's about, which yeah. I think most people do. Yeah, totally. Um, it would be interesting enough to watch, or like, there's enough like drama and intrigue. You wouldn't, you wouldn't get as many, as many. Um, right, there would definitely of the inside jokes or like the inside scoops, because there's there's lots of characters from Breaking Bad who come up in Better Call Saul. Like, they they have one cameo who apparently he'll be reoccurring in the first episode and then the, the kind of the the climax cliffhanger ending of of the first episode is a big like oh it's that guy but what he was crazy that what <laughs> anyways so you wouldn't get any of that because you'd be like oh who's this guy i don't know yeah why is this dramatic totally whereas everyone else who's watched breaking bad would be freaking out mind blown but interesting well maybe over reading week i'll watch the pilot of better call saul and then next time we talk, I'll only be about like three weeks behind, which is not <laughs> as daunting a task. Who knows? Who knows? Time will tell. I'll let you know. And then I you'll be so hooked on that, that style of storytelling oh, that you'll watch Breaking Bad. down the tubes. I'll get nothing done. You don't have to, you don't have to commit your life to it. You're not, you're not doing can, it in a monastery of you, TV watching How can here. you not? You just self-control, man. Oh, man. Which I realize is easier said than done. But if if you get yourself <laughs> exactly. in the routine of just like you know two episodes a day maximum, which is how much time? Forty minutes? No. Two episodes? No. These are forty-five minutes. Forty-five. It'll be an hour and a half. Oh man. I can't think of. Okay. All right. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to. No, 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 no. I'm feeling no pressure. Saying whatsoever. if you watch Better Call Saul and it would enjoy just be an it, you should watch about. Breaking Bad noted because it is very much from what i've seen so far in the same vein great can't wait awesome can't wait all right everyone i hope you have a good reading week um i hope you can accomplish lots of reading take a page out of dan's day book and go home after your class eat some food check the facebooks and sit your ass on the couch and read till 10 30 p.m read life yeah good luck enjoy your time off we'll see you in a few weeks thanks for joining us um have fun in hawaii chris oh yeah thank you yep family holiday i want to um sit in the sun because we don't have it here or something the sun is gone from here wonderful yep bye everyone bye see ya Wittenberg Radio is a production of CMU Student Council. The views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests are not necessarily those of CMU Student Council.